Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. And good morning, this is Annie for Showreel. And, of course, Showreel is uh, 3CR's look at uh, Australian film and uh, visual culture. Uh, Today we're going to be highlighting quite an extraordinary little event that's been growing and growing and growing for a number of years called Monster Fest. It's a... An event that uh, is going to start tonight and goes to Sunday, November the 29th. It's going to be at the Lido. It's in love with horror and it's got uh, examples of international horror and Australian horror. And in fact, the uh, Monster Fest kicks off with uh, the uh, premiere of Scare Campaign, which is uh, the latest film by the Khan brothers uh, who made A Hundred Bloody Acres, the uh, Aussie horror flick which has been uh, hotly anticipated. Uh, It's going to be, it's already sold out I'm afraid, but if you want to know more about what's going on at Monster Fest, it's got uh, guests, it's uh, got... uh, uh, Oh, I'll tell you more about what they've got. But if you really want to have a look it up, you have to go to www.monsterfest.com.au. But after we've had our a listen to our chat with the Khan brothers, because I was lucky enough to catch up with them, then uh, I'll tell you a bit more about what's on offer at Monsterfest, because it is actually bigger almost than Ben-Hur. So let's go. Well, it is quite nice to have both of you uh, involved in this conversation. I told you uh, a while ago uh, that I actually read your uh, 100 uh, Bloody Acres in before it was made and I'd said to the person who gave me to read it that, oh, this is really funny. I hope they make this film. So I, I got myself uh, the accolade of having a good nose for picking a good script, although you did change some of it, which leads me to ask you a question about your latest film, Scare Campaign. How much of the uh, film is similar to the script that you originally wrote? Probably a lot more. Have you got that, the copy of that script there with you, Annie? I'd love to know which one it was. Oh. It went through so many, so many uh, variations. Um, I think with this one, because the, the development period was a lot shorter and more compressed, um, I, I, yeah, I don't think that there were a hell of a lot of mm. changes. I mean, we only, it was probably about a year in the, in the development and, and writing, maybe, maybe 18 months, which is, which is pretty short for, uh, for any film. Yeah, it is. It is very short. 
yeah, I mean, it, there's always development and you make changes, but, yeah, I don't think there's some early mystical draft of it, which is, uh, you know, an utterly different film, that's for sure. You have now become uh, known for your uh, interesting play between humour and horror. Tell me mm. about your love affair with humour and horror. Hmm. Uh, um, <clears throat> I know those two things just work really well together. Uh, you know, they, they, they kind of have a similar effect on an audience. It's, you know, it's, uh, with a scare, you usually follow the scare with a, with a joke or something to relieve the tension. Um, you know, the same as with the comedy. Uh, it's usually you, you build up to a gag and then, you know, there's a little bit of release with, with laughter. I, I think the two kind of go hand in hand. And um, <clears throat> I guess our love for that genre or that hybrid probably goes back to us you know, watching uh, the classic sort of horror comedies uh, of the 80s, like American Werewolf and The Howling and, um, you know, even stuff like Ghostbusters and, mm. um, you know, it's big sort of, yeah, fun horror films. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the comedy is, you know, is probably the thing you'd, you'd probably take away more than the horror in a lot of those films. Yeah. Who, who... yeah. And you... you, you you get a, you get a. I think um, with both genres, I mean, they're, a bit, they're they're great ones to watch with an audience as filmmakers, um, which is you know why we're looking forward to to tomorrow night's screening. It'll be the first time we've seen it with a room full of people, and and you know straight away whether it's working with a comedy or horror. People are either you know that you're hearing the gasp or you're hearing the laugh or the nervous giggle. So you kind of have an an immediate um, response, and and, um, and it's also quite uh, yeah, it's quite a kick as a storyteller to, to be able to get that um so yeah uh but I, you know with this with with scare campaign we're certainly there's certainly some humor in it but it's, it's probably uh, the focus is probably a little more on the on the horror and the suspense this time around which is not to say there aren't a couple of jokes on page 25 36 <laughs> yeah. why do you love horror just yeah i don't know i think it's like we were saying before comedy and horror they're just um they're, they're like little roller coaster rides when you go to the movies, and yeah, you know, something about those those cheap thrills that we yeah we just can't get enough of. And I think we were lucky enough to to have grown up in a time when horror was a big force in the early 80s, and there was a lot more horror at the cinema and on video, and uh, and yeah, I guess it was just that that. Seeing that amount of stuff, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe that had an effect on us as kids, and, and it's you know it's coming out of us now. So it's your parents' fault. And I don't think you know because we love we love cinema in general. I mean, it doesn't matter what the genre we love at all. And I think that period, you know, you had directors who were making uh, John Landis who did, you know, Blues Brothers and did American Wealth, which was a great. It's a comedy, but it's a great horror film. I'd say mm. it's even you know before it's a comedy. So I don't know things weren't as rigid and as segmented back then as they are now, where everything's all about how do you market it and you know what's the package and who's starring in it. You know those things have always been important, but I think there was a lot more looseness and, and freedom in how you could sort of put together stories and combine genres. I mean we love it all, um, but yeah, I mean there's sort of a belief that if you can make a really straightforward, simple horror film, that that's going to you know it's going to be the next. Uh, paranormal activity or something like that but um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we've got a couple of other ideas up our sleeves, which are also horrors, they're thrillers. We've also got sort of action adventures. We've got big, big comedies. We've got all sorts of stuff that we want to do. Um, who knows what what will come next. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite. I mean, you've got uh, great talent as, uh, as a team. So uh, I'm quite looking forward to what you do. So it doesn't really matter to me what you do. I'm just interested because, the uh, horror genre is, uh, uh, one. It's got certain things that you've got to fulfil within the frameworks of the genre. But then you are also, uh, required to put something new and interesting to divert the fan who's a tr- the true yeah. fan as it were and so I was going to ask you what questions did you have to answer when you were making this either technically or plot wise mm. that's a good question mm. that's a hard one to answer but I think you I think you're right though you don't want to just recycle what has been done a thousand times before so I think we are in a way conscious of that but I think just by you know, so just the way we work, we do like to we do like to write surprises and, and challenges for ourselves, and and, and you know the, the, the plotting and the storylines are important to us, and then they're not. It's not always the key thing in a in a in a horror film. Um, it is about you know getting from one sort of set piece to another sometimes. So we, but you know, we I think you just have to you have to make something that's dramatically interesting that has great characters that takes you into a world. Um, if you can do that in your own voice and then have all those other, you know, elements that are really, as you say, prerequisites in that genre, then, then you, you know, there's a good chance you might come up with something half original, which is, yeah, kind of our M.O. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the premise of the film? Is it really like, you know, the notion that uh, a scare campaign is something you put forward to, uh, you know, uh, political uh, opponents put it forward to... <laughs> What, how does it work? Well, I, I think that that, that um, phrase just happened to be in the zeitgeist, um, the political zeitgeist, and I, you know I think it's here to stay. So, I, but no, no, it just it felt right, like the right name for the TV show that, that the, the film is about. So it's about a, yeah. a a reality like a prank TV show that specialises in in horror themed um, gags. And, uh, yeah, the people running the show um, are sort of, you know, just about to face the axe because there's all this stuff happening online that's so much more extreme um, and is, is, you know, winning the viewers over. So it's really about this this um, production team and the efforts there they go to in order to try to stay relevant and, uh, and you know, and keep the ratings up and, and, yeah, whether they actually take it just a little bit too far, perhaps. Mm. On this occasion, they may have pranked the wrong guy and the table... <laughs> Do you get turned on them? <laughs> but, yeah, but there is a little bit of political subtext in there as well. Is there? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the big question about where we're going as a nation. For sure. Just give me what I need All that I need To live and to breathe 3rd of December is International Day of People with Disability. Join me, Finn, Raphael and Helen for the... Be- Big Bowl Breakfast. Where we will be talking about current issues from a disability perspective such as employment, gender, disability, workforce, education and poverty. Thursday, 3rd of December 2015, 7 till 9am. I'll be there. And I'll be there too. This is Disneyland, I'm not a novelty. This is as real as it gets. Brave new ideas.
Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. Yes, indeed. On Screen, our sister program on 3CR that uh, looks at uh, Australian and international film and uh, the uh, visual arts. But uh, today you're on Showreel with Annie and we're focusing on uh, the Khan brothers. That's uh, Colin and Cameron who have just uh, completed or uh, they're uh, showcasing their uh, latest film, Scare Campaign. It's the uh, opening night uh, film at... Monster Fest, which is going to be on at the Lido from uh, tonight going to uh, the 29th of November. Lido is the fabulous new cinema over in Hawthorne on uh, Glenfree Road. And of course, there's going to be lots and lots of events going on through the Monster Fest, and which is going to... Uh, 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 showcase the cinema because there's going to be they've got a um open air um rooftop uh cinema which uh would uh which allows them to do a whole range of interesting things in terms of monster fest and that is what's going to happen on let's see what is it on uh they've got a uh, trivia buffs a hilarious event not to be missed kooks and spooks a full moon trivia extravaganza with hostess melbourne's queen of the crip Cherry Bites and house band the Tarantinos. Kooks and Spooks will see special guest panellists Dee Wallace, Butch Patrick, Fred Williamson and John Jarrett team up with audience members to battle it out for horror trivia supremacy. Kooks and Spooks will take place on Saturday night at 7pm and this is all happening as part of Monster Fest at the Lido in Hawthorne over starting tonight, going to Sunday the 29th. And uh, Dee Wallace and uh, Butch Patrick. Butch Patrick is the uh, fellow who played uh, Pugsley in uh, The Adams Family. So he's one of the special guests. And uh, Dee Wallace has was in quite a few major horror uh, important films. Uh, Elle, he, she played Elliot's mother in E.T. She was uh, in These Hills Have Eyes, The Howling, Cujo and uh, The Original Stepford Wives. She's going to apparently be um, doing a... Uh, a uh, what is it? A workshop, an actors' workshop at uh, Swinburne. So uh, she's making um, a real blast of uh, her visit in Melbourne for the uh, cinema world. And uh, as I said, uh, if you want to know more about and or buy tickets to Monsterfest, that's www.monsterfest.com.au. But let's continue with the last part of my little chat with the uh, Colin and Cameron. Hans about uh, their latest film, Scare Campaign. So, do did you both direct it, or did is someone you know? Do Colin? Do you just think that you're the director, and uh, Cameron? You think you're the writer editor? Yeah. Is that is that how it sounds when we speak? <laughs> no, that's that's how it's. They talk about you in on um, online. That's what they talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just go with that then. Let's. Uh, Let's yep. not uh, try and create 
um, let's right. just any kind of uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's the history. <laughs> that's the official uh, the official history now. Yeah. Do you like working with each other? Hi, no. Yeah. I don't but know why. What's the special thing about it? Uh, it's just easy. It's just very easy. It's very fluid. You know, we kind of have that shorthand. So um, it, it, it ends up working really well on set because there's two of us who are basically on the same page and, um, and we can kind of split duties or we can at least, you know, talk to uh, different departments and, um, and, and they'll get the same response. Just much more efficient in production. It'd be different if we, I, I think cause, just because we're brothers and we've grown up together loving the same movies and, and working on the scripts together, we know our stuff back to front. So, um, yeah, it just makes for a, you know, especially when you're only shooting a film in, you know, four or five weeks, um, yeah, mm. it seems to work well. But I think the, the fun for us is actually in the, it is the writing, it is the, you know, generating those ideas and sort of, you know, challenging and critiquing uh, each mm. other's, um, <laughs> you know, ideas. Um, and I think, you know, film, film is a collaborative art form and, you know, you, you have to be able to work with other people, get along with other people and, um, you know, if you can find someone to collaborate with creatively, I mean, you've got a major advantage because you've got that sort of inbuilt uh, quality control kind of mechanism and I guess, yeah, we have that. Well, it's funny, having worked on some films, short films, uh, they get quite intense film uh, shoots uh, it's like the rest of the world doesn't exist. So I thought you were going to say that um, good, bad, a good cop, bad cop sort of routine so that you could corral all the uh, miscreants who'd become over-emotional. Mm, no, I think because we are pretty laid back. We make sure that we've done our preparation and we know what we want. But on the day, I think we're both pretty approachable and laid back and friendly. And, and I think, yeah, it kind of helps create a bit of a mood on set where if there is any... And Cam and I might... There might be a little bit of toing and froing, but it's all good natured and yeah, it's just yeah. not enough time to get angry and and you know no. and, and testy because yeah, you've got, only got so many days to shoot this thing. So uh, yeah, it's all about the work. It's just really yeah. no. I think we've never had any issues on any of our sets where where egos, be it ours or an actor's or crew's, have gotten in the way. Because I think um, you know we're not dictatorial Stanley Kubrick type directors where I think we're fairly collegiate and, and inclusive and I think once you start people know that if they've got an opinion they'll be listened to but at the end of the day it's still your decision as a director then um, things work pretty well um, well you've you know, attracted when you've read the script yeah, yeah yeah well you've attracted some pretty fine actors actually mm. yeah and again it comes down to the to the, to the script, I think, and that's why that, that process is so important. Um, yeah, you want to write good characters, uh, actors are going to enjoy playing, and um, yeah, I think yeah, that's why you maybe attract some, some quality uh, talent, because it's, yeah, it, it's a chance for them to really sink their teeth into something. You, you actually work against the grain in terms of uh, Australian filmmaking, really, because one, you're doing genre, which they say, oh, it's a, a death knell to do genre. And you're doing horror. But the other thing you do, which I really like, is you seem to incorporate Australianness in a way that uh, is hilarious, actually. <laughs> you know, yeah, like. Australianness. Yeah, Australianness. Mm. You know, like you don't uh, shy yeah, away from Australian accents. Yeah, 
No. No, no, no. Well, yeah, I think Acres is was very Australian, and and that was you know the universe we were creating. It wouldn't have been right if they had transatlantic accents, or it just yeah, it was obviously that that sort of country milieu that we were trying to capture. And scare campaigns a little different, but but no, we haven't you know mm. tried to dial down people's accents no. or anything like that, or or, or really sort of. Um, you know, pull back on the, the language or, or anything like that. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, the characters in in Scare Campaign are probably more urban. Mm. Like the last film, are all uh, from the bush. But um, yeah, but I don't think we the, the, the new film wears its Australianness on its sleeve yeah, as much as the previous one. But you look at some of the be- the, the biggest selling films of all time are being very Australian, whether it's you know. Crocodile Dundee or the Mad Max is the language in the original Mad Max, mm. you know, incredibly Australian, probably very, very exotic to an overseas audience, hence them dubbing those films. But, um, yeah, why not celebrate those differences? And as long as the story has, um, you know, is dramatic and has universal elements, then that stuff doesn't matter. That's just what makes it feel genuine and authentic. Yeah, you had a lot to say about um, the pirating of uh, 100... Uh, um, by the acres uh, and just pirating in general. Can you talk about your attitudes about that sort of thing? <laughs> oh, we've moved on. We've moved on. You've moved on. Well, you need money to make oh. your next projects. That's what you're really saying, isn't it? Yeah. Look, it was a it was a, an issue for us as it is for all filmmakers. But I think especially hard when you don't have the backing of a big studio who gets your film out on you know thousands of screens in the US and a few hundred screens here. I think, um, you know, for, for independent filmmakers, it has been a major issue and, and probably perhaps more so for genre filmmakers because we tend to make films for a, a younger audience, which is not to say that there aren't baby boomers out there <laughs> downloading, freeloading. Um, there are. <laughs> um, hi, Mum. Hi, Dad. Uh, yeah, but look, it was, it was a big issue for us. I think, there were, you know, it wasn't just that there's a thing called piracy and there was Pirate Bay... Um, it was also the way that you know we, we tend to release films here, um, the theatrical window, and how that has applied to films which really don't benefit from from those structures. So, you know, that stuff has all changed and improved a bit, I think, over the last two or three years, and hopefully we'll, we'll keep changing. So, you know, um, Netflix coming along and Stan, and, and uh, I mean, legislation that's been brought in this year, it, it all helps, but. You know, I think there are still challenges ahead. Piracy is an ongoing thing, and, and um, you know, but we've just got to be smarter and, and leaner, I think, as an industry to, to, to tackle it. Mm. Mm. Why do you, why do you why do you do? I mean, the things have changed, uh, but how did you get your funding for this film? And I mean, like you said, it, it is a pretty fast turnover. We're probably about two years in between yeah. Acres and, uh, and and Scare Campaign. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but that is still, yeah, very quick t- uh, turnaround uh, in, in this country anyway. Uh, yeah, where did you get so your money lucky, from? Yeah. Uh, so much like Acres, uh, a good portion came from the agencies, the government screen agencies, and uh, and then there was a little bit of private investment as well. Um, you know, distributors and... Um, sales agents. Sales, sales agents. Uh, uh, yeah. Of the and you, you know uh, yeah and if a film now has the backing of a distributor and a sales agent, you're able to become eligible uh, for the producer's offset. So yeah, um, that also comes into play. How are you going to distribute 
the uh, film? What are, what are your plans? Mm. Yeah, I think the plan is to after. I mean, we'll have our, our launch at Monster Fest, um, and then we'll come up with a little strategy about theatrical. I mean, we're not going to do the. You know, I think with a film like this, it's pointless to sort of try to go wide because you, if you, you know, the more screens you're on, the more money you need to spend on on advertising and prints and all of that. Um, so I think you know we know that there's an audience out there, and we've just got to be a lot more targeted and 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 do event screenings. So I think you'll see that we'll we'll do we'll probably you know do all the capital cities, but there'll be more sort of um, you know special cast Q and A screenings that sort of thing, and then. Possibly even some screenings in regional uh, Australia, especially in regional Victoria, where we shot the film we, sh- we filmed in Beechworth. So places like that, um, find some interesting locations, some spooky sort of old buildings where we can where we can uh, set up a projector and uh, mm. you know take it take it on the road. Um, but I think once we've done that, and that won't that, that will be over a period of a couple of months, I would think we would then uh, look to do our um, our home entertainment release. Now, Madman Entertainment is is taking care of that. Um, and again, uh, so this will be, you know, uh, that'll be their job to look after. But, but we're hope, hopefully going to time that with an American release, um, again, to sort of avoid that, those piracy issues. But also just so whatever buzz you do create or the Americans create, you know, we can all sort of um, uh, highlight that, yeah. yes, uh, either side of uh, the Pacific. Yeah, right. That sounds. That's you, like, yeah, that was pretty. I'm sorry, that's a pretty vague response. We're not really the. No, no, that's a plan. We'll be asking those questions, but but yeah, yeah. So it'll be. I think the idea is to start small and grow rather than try to you know, you know, start a lot of screens and and and, and pray. So I think it's a matter of a matter of working a bit harder and and um, and growing our audience. Corporate gobbledygook. <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, it's always a bit hard marrying the corporate gobbledygook with actual creative endeavour. So there you go. So the uh, the great thing is uh, that it's going to uh, have its premiere at the Monster Fest on uh, November the 26th in Melbourne down at uh, yep. the Lido Cinema in Hawthorne. What are you, and yep. you're going to be there, aren't you? We are. Yep, yep. We'll be um, in the corner in fetal position. Trembling. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it should be fun. No, I think skulking the, in the background. Yeah. The, so I think, yeah, so it's Thursday night. There's the first screening, I believe, is sold out. And I think there is, there is, so they've, they've opened up a, a second uh, session for us. Um, and I think tickets are available for that. So, yeah, it's going to be a great night. We'll have some. Um, yeah, lots of punters there and, and cast and crew, and, and it will be a good, fun night. Well, I think we'll, we'll do a Q&A after the screening. Good luck, and in, uh, I hope uh, the screening's as successful as it should be, and uh, I wish you nothing but luck and joy for your future career. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much, thank Danny. you. Nice talking to you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Okay, all right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, well, so that was uh, Colin and Cameron uh, Khan who are opening the uh, Monster Fest Film Festival tonight with their uh, scare campaign. And uh, 100 Bloody Acres was hilarious and fantastic, so I'm assuming that scare campaign will reach dizzy heights. They did say that it was uh, booked out, but they are going to have other screenings. And there's some fabulous offers for Monster Fest in their ticketing, uh, so you can get all day... uh, uh, tickets you can get special event tickets you can get uh, single one off so go to www.monsterfest.com.au and find out more for the pinnacle horror film event 
of the year. Coming up next is uh, Published or Not, we'll go out with Cat Empire. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.